One moment. It's time once again for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Pam Curie. Well, hello, everybody. This is uh, the host, Pamela Curry of Franchise Business Radio. And um, I'm also here with my guest co-host, John Kutrochki. Hey, John, how are you today? Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're really excited because we've got, uh, uh, once again, just a, a lot of great guests in the studio. And uh, yeah, one thing I have to mention is, is I'm going to give all the guests in the studio just a round of applause because they are not local to Atlanta and they traveled <laughs> to us. <laughs> John, I think that means we're moving up in the big times here. That's right. You know, somebody referred to me the other day as the Harry Doyle of franchising. So <laughs> we, we must be getting, we must be getting somewhere. We're going big time. <laughs> <laughs> when we have someone flying from California, we'll, we'll really know that we've made the big times. Uh, well, let's, um, let's go ahead and introduce our guests in the studio. I'd, I'd like to uh, kick it off uh, with someone who's just sitting across uh, the studio desk here for me, uh, who's with Social Joey. Welcome, Michael. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having us, uh, Payment John. We're glad to be here and uh, excited to uh, to share a little bit about social media and uh, have some good conversation here. Absolutely. And, and I selfishly am looking forward to learning more about that. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the, welcome in the studio. And um, our, our other guest, and the first guest we're going to be kicking off the show with, uh, is Terry Haroff. Terry, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, John. So happy to be here. Mm-hmm. And Franchise Business Radio. And Terry, what is your role, uh, and who are you with? I am with Shoney's Restaurants, and I am the Director of Franchise Development and the Chief Brand Believer. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Chief Brand Believer. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, I'd like to, just for our listeners, I want to give a little bit of background, and then, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll dive into because I want to learn a little bit more about what does it mean to be a Chief Brand Believer. Okay. I, like, I really like that. Uh, it, Terry, actually, she comes with us with, uh, to us with over 20 years of experience building global brands and business. Responsibilities at Shoney's include domestic and international franchise marketing and development, uh, exceptionally strong decision-making, analytical management, people planning, negotiation strategy, and communication skills. That's a mouthful right there. (laughs) (laughs) Dedicated to providing unwavering support to our franchise partners throughout brand startup, brand development, site selections, real estate acquisition, engineering, design, budget, and operations. And I just want to say that in itself really goes to show you what all occurs in franchising um, that, that uh, you know all the way which you just listed there from brand startup to site selection to budget operations there's a lot that goes into franchising well and, and really the this when you meet a, 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 a potential franchise candidate there's a long process you know before they even get to that point Yes, because you've got your whole nurturing. You meet you, uh, and there's just there's a there's a, there's a whole process that goes to it, and so uh, so that's kind of the the final stages. There's yes. a lot more that happens prior to that point, though. Would you know what? It, I mean, let's. Um, I mean, just uh, um, obviously, Shoney's is prime for a lot of growth. It's Absolutely. our understanding. You obviously, have a lot of history, but mm-hmm. you have significant growth in your future. And um, I know that some of your key objectives are definitely centered around centered around excellent customer service and. 
and really being strategic in the restaurant growth as well as the profitability of the franchisees. Exactly. I mean, the, our franchisees, they're our most important customer. <laughs> We've, well our job is to keep them happy. If they're happy and they're successful, then we're then we're obviously happy and we're successful. And if they're successful, then they're doing their job, which is which is making sure that we exceed the expectations of our guests. Yeah, I like to say a healthy franchise system has what I refer to as an interdependency. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, you you are doing everything you can to make them successful, and naturally, in their success, they're helping you be successful as the franchisor. So Absolutely. it's having that healthy. Uh, well, Shoney's is that is not a foreign name to me. I I was just telling John Q earlier that uh, actually... I have a brother that was in management there for many, many years, way, really? <laughs> yeah, historically, and it was our go-to restaurant on Sundays. But um, I know Shani's Restaurants has been around since 1947. Correct. Um, tell me a little about where you were and where you are now and where you're going. Okay, I would love to. So as I tell all of our uh, potential franchisees, um, we are not your grandma Shoney's. We've changed quite a bit oh, since yeah. uh, since 1947. What I love about my job is I truly am the brand ambassador. I travel all over the place talking about Shoney's, introducing the new Shoney's to our to uh, potential franchisees and potential guests. Um, we've changed quite a bit. Uh, what I what I do love though is everywhere I go, everybody has a Shoney's story. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been around since 1947. We're a legacy brand. People know us. People love us. And people are cheering for us to uh, to get back to where we were. Talking yes. about where we were, we were at one point um, a public company. We were the darling on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, we had quarter after quarter after quarter of exceptional sales, ex- exceptional growth. And then something happened, unfortunately. And um, and then we became a private company. We were purchased by an equities firm. Their jo- Their number one goal was to make money. And so they sold off a lot of great real estate. So our CEO bought the company about 10 years ago. And he, when he bought the company, he stopped franchising completely. He said, I've got to fix the brand before Mm. I'm going to franchise the brand. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he's done. And so we, if you walk into a Shoney's, and I would love for you to go to Shoney's.com and go check out the new... uh, uh, the new look of Shoney's, our V2020 prototype. It's beautiful. Um, we look completely different. Uh, one thing that people are absolutely amazed by is we now have a bar. Oh, so, so you, and when you say bar, we're not talking we're not a talking, salad bar. We still have the salad bar. Okay. <laughs> so don't worry about that. We still right. have our legendary buffet. <laughs> But we've also added on a, a beverage bar. So you're able to get beer, you're able to get wine, you're able to get spirits. And what that's done for us, really, it's it, it has eliminated the veto vote at dinner time. Mm, and I'll give mm. you a perfect example. I've got three sons, and um, we play travel baseball. And so we go tournaments all over the place. And um, we happen to have a store in Panama City called oh. Pier Park. And we had been at the baseball field uh, all day, playing and winning, <laughs> um, I'm happy to say. Yeah, even better. Exactly. And by the end of the day, you know, everyone was hungry. Everybody was thirsty. You're at mm-hmm. the beach. You're ready to, to uh, have something to eat and drink. And so I said, why don't we all go to Shoney's? And the kids were like, yes! And the parents were like, seriously? We have been at the uh, ballpark all day long. We want more than Coca-Cola. Right. <laughs> I said, well, we've got a bar now. And they're like, what? Shoney's has a bar? So we had 15 kids, plus siblings, plus parents. We all went to Shoney's. The kids were happy. The parents were happy. We all had a cold beverage, I can assure you. So it was a beautiful thing. So that's what's happened is it's really eliminated the veto vote by adding the bar. That is, I I did not know that. So uh, once again, I just got educated. And you're Mm -hmm. right. It it is sort of a, it's 
it's sh- changing the image exactly. uh, of what's taking place for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, um, you mentioned something earlier uh, that you weren't fran- franchising. You stopped franchising for a little sure. bit, but it sounds like it's come full circle. It absolutely has. Okay. It's very, very, very exciting. So um, we've signed a new franchisee in Henrietta, Oklahoma. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. We've got a franchise group um, that are their their plan is to de- to de- to develop five stores in North Birmingham, starting with Fultondale, Alabama. We'll begin wow. construction this month. We just opened a location in Kentucky in Grayson, Kentucky. Small town it's a franchise they have the bar they've got the beautiful new look they're doing exceptionally well um, I've got a group in Jacksonville that we are that we are about to sign right now I've got a group in Huntsville they want to um, open uh, between three and five in the Huntsville Madison area um, our we have a I have a a gentleman who I work with who also helps me with international and he is on a world trip right now meeting with potential franchisees. So we're in 16, actually 17 states now because of Henrietta, Oklahoma. Yay. (laughs) 17 states. And, um, and we've got some great interest internationally because, you know, we truly were an all American brand with a Southern twist. We've got our, our, um, our menu. It's, it's, it's something that really appeals to all ages. So Mm -hmm. it's got a universal appeal. If you're a buffet person, awesome. We've got a great buffet. if you're a menu person, great. We've got a great menu, too. So we really, um, and we truly, we're open for breakfast, we're open for lunch, we're open for dinner. A lot of yes. your restaurants are breakfast and lunch or lunch and dinner. Right. We truly check all three boxes, and we're not just checking the boxes. We do th- we do all three, and we, all, we do all three well. The other thing is we do serve breakfast all day. There's... Other restaurants that are that are out there that I think have done a better job letting the world know that they serve breakfast all day. Yes. But we've been serving breakfast all day for many, many, many years. And people love that. We yeah. have, matter of fact, on Wednesday nights at a lot of our restaurants, it's breakfast for dinner night. And everybody loves breakfast <laughs> for dinner <laughs> night. <laughs> so, well, I, I mean, first and foremost, congratulations. That is Thank some, you. John, would you agree? That's some explosive growth. Really, uh, absolutely. Um, especially with, you know... Just being in development sure. and helping with um, people find, you know, franchises. Right. Um, that's some wonderful growth. Uh, let's talk about from if someone was looking at you from a franchise perspective, mm-hmm. why Shoney's? Well, honestly, we are a legacy brand. Mm-hmm. And everywhere I go, everybody has a Shoney's story. You're a Shoney's story. I, def- I have more than one, actually. <laughs> but well, yeah. We're limited on the show okay. time. <laughs> Well, my but, but now that they have a bar, it, those stories might get more interesting, right? <laughs> well, good point. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But anyway. <laughs> but uh, my Shoney story, I grew up in Roswell, Georgia, actually. Okay. So I lived in Roswell. And, um, and there's five kids in my family. I'm the oldest of five. And on Sundays, we would we could go to Shoney's if mm-hmm. all five of us were really good at church, then we got to go to Shoney's. Oh, this if we sounds w- very familiar If we weren't me. good, then we came home and had bologna sandwiches. Ah. So needless to say, we were all about being good at Shoney's. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And we loved it. So that was our story. Everywhere I go, I hear Shoney's stories from people who have who've grown up with us um, and who are thrilled. that. And I get, because I'm in franchise development, I also get... Um, you know, Facebook, I'll get tweets, I'll get posts, I'll get emails sent to me. We want Shoney's back. I've actually got a group coming in um, on Friday who want to open three in Arkansas and five um, in Dallas. And Mm -hmm. I get emails from Dallas all the time. Texas is a great market anyway. So Mm -hmm. um, so I get emails and posts and everything else about bring Shoney's back. And I'm working on it. I promise. Uh, Yeah, it's coming. (laughs) It is coming. So areas that are available for new restaurants as well as an 
and conversions. Let's sure. talk about first, what is a conversion? So a conversion, you know, unfortunately, there are some restaurants that are, you know, for whatever reason, they're, they they go out of business. Sure. And so you've got this this beautiful piece of real estate. You've got a great a great restaurant there. Mm-hmm. And um, our sweet, sweet spot from a size standpoint is between like 4,500 and 5,500 square feet. Okay. Although we've got larger and we do have smaller. We have got... Uh, mall locations that are about 3,200 square do feet. You? We do. Okay. Um, and then we've got one of our locations in Lebanon, Tennessee. It's an extremely successful franchise location. It's about 10,000 square feet. So we've okay. got different sizes. So we do have a flexible footprint. Mm-hmm. We also have a QSR component. So if you're interested in fast food, we do have Shoney's on the go, which is awesome. And that is smaller. So um, if you find some real estate and it looks like a, a location that you're, you're really excited about and it's a previous restaurant, once Instead of having to build completely from the ground up, you right. can do a conversion, which in many cases, not always, right. but a lot of times it's less to convert versus building from the ground up. Yeah, I would I would think, of, well, to your point, I guess there's no no hard rules around this, but it, it would be a little bit more turnkey, I would imagine, mm-hmm. um, because just finding a site can be a challenge certainly, at times certainly. Uh, for any com- retail concept. You know? And then also, and then another uh, another uh, component to franchising is, is resales. Um, we mm-hmm. do have some company stores that we own. We've got about 130 plus restaurants, 17 okay. states, one third company, two thirds franchise, and we do have some some turnkey um, uh, opportunities that are available where you can purchase potentially a location that's already operating um, nine times out of ten, operating really well. Um, <laughs> nine times out of ten, making money, which is great. Yeah, that's and where so, we want to go. Exactly, make money. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? A franchisee. We, what we find with franchisees and why we love franchising is franchisees, they've got skin in the game. I mean, Mm. they are going to do what it takes to make sure that the restaurant is clean. The service is is exceptional. And then the other thing that's one of our pillars is uh, being involved in the community and giving back to the community. Mm. Um, You know, the community, when you know that you know, Terry Haroff owns that restaurant yeah. and she's involved with the PTA and she gives, you know, she donates money to this and gets involved with that. You want to support those people. Absolutely. And so that's a, that's a real important part of who we are and what we are as a company. That's part of our culture is giving back and being involved in the community. You know what you bring up, I actually bring up a couple really good points there. And actually, um, I think John, you and I were talking about this last right. Month, yeah, right? last episode uh, about how I, the a myth, what I would consider started to be a franchise myth is that franchisees are not independent business owners, so to speak. And they aren't local, and they aren't, and you're dealing with some giant conglomerate, but most franchisers just, you know, your your next door neighbor that just happened to start a business that's got somebody else's name on it. Sure. <coughs> What's sort of interesting is um, I was literally having this, in, and when you bring up um, franchising, mm-hmm. not only that, but that, that local owner, right, who has a high level of investment. I literally was just having this conversation yesterday uh, about how franchising really is what I call a growth strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh using the talent and money of others Mm -hmm. and it is a perfect win-win for everybody for all parties because to your point the franchisor you're not going to get a better what i own or operator of that establishment than the individual that is invested Mm -hmm. in it absolutely uh, and wants to get involved in the community right Mm -hmm. especially if you created that culture uh really nice uh are there um as far as it it sounds like giving back to the community is there a a a specific nonprofit organization or does it come down to the individual franchisee 
it comes to the, it comes down to the individual franchisees because we want the individual franchisees to be involved with whatever organization they're passionate about, mm. and they may be passionate for you know for it could be foster care. Maybe they grew up in, you know as a foster child, sure, or, or their parents were foster p- parents, or whatever. Um, we are as a company, we're really really big on giving back to veterans mm. and to the men and women who serve our country, whether mm. it be the police. Army, Navy, um, whatever. So one of the things, one of our initiatives that we do as a company is we support the Nashville Police Department. Okay. So this is, um, we have something called the uh, annual 5K Family Fun Run and Festival. It takes place in Nashville, Tennessee. It actually starts at Nissan Stadium. And it's a 5K run through beautiful downtown Nashville. It's, it's just, it's fun. It's beautiful. Oh, yes. We have a kids run, too. A kids, uh, a kids one mile f- uh, fun run. The run, you can run, you can walk, you can do, you know, whatever you want right. to. Just get to the finish line at some point. Because we also serve <laughs> a great, our great breakfast to everybody who runs, as well as to all, all of the participants at the festival. We have live music. We have all types of bounce, bounce houses and fun activities for the kids. Oh. The Nashville police is very, very involved, too. And um, and there's a helicopter that flies down and lands right in the middle of the festival. And we've got SWAT, SWAT vehicles and we've got horses and boats. And oh, my gosh. That's not a, just a 5K. Go get your running and get your T-shirt. Right. Come run and then stay for the fun. And it's 100% of the proceeds go back to the Nashville Police Department. That's wonderful. And it is, um, it's, it's, a, it's a great organization. This is our ninth year doing it. We've raised over 180000 getting closer to $200,000 in the last eight years. This is our ninth year, and it's just, it's a fabulous event. And literally, we've got people come. I mean, Nashville's such a great city. That's where we're based out of. That's our corporate office. I was going to ask you that. I was just in Nashville about a month ago. Were you? Yes. And so much growth and development going on there. And and that's where you're showing is is based out of and headquartered. Yes. Okay. Nashville. But um, we have people who, you know, Nashville's such a great city to go to that we have people who come and do the run from all over the place. Sure. This year, it actually takes place on um on the on the 13th yes saturday may 13th um which is mother's day weekend so okay come celebrate that Mom. is that's come a run. family event. Get a great workout it is it's yes. a great it is it's so much fun and it's for, it's for such a great cause and so things like that that's what our franchisees do as well i mean they find they may start something or they may get involved with something that's already you know part of the community mm-hmm. and it just you know it's just a way to be part of the community and really be a be, you know be actively involved. I hear you. Are there, um, as far as the menu goes, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit. Obviously, you've added the spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, has there been any changes, per se, to the menu? Absolutely. So our chef, who I adore, Chef Eric, is amazing. And we, we roll out two menus a year. Mm-hmm. And on each menu, we have what we call LTOs, limited time offers. Okay. So we'll, we'll try something new on the menu. And if it does well, then it'll stick. Like, for instance, thank you, Chef. I love our spicy chicken sandwich. I love it, love it, love it. It was actually introduced in our last menu. And people have just raved about it. It's, it, ta- it looks great. It tastes great. It's one of my favorite things. Um, we've got wings. We've got the, another one that I, another item that I love. So we've got starters. We've yep. got a spinach artichoke dip mm. that um, we make in house and it is fantastic. Um, so we have, so in talking about the menu, we've got great starters. We have great breakfast. I mean, of course we have our buffet, but we have omelets made to order. You can get, you know, pancakes and and we've got a croissant um sandwich breakfast sandwich which is wonderful with nice 
crisp bacon, and that's making me hungry thinking I about know, it. I'm actually <laughs> getting very hungry right yeah, now no just, just hearing you talk about it. Yes, and then yes. we've got, you know, of course, you know, sa- salads and sandwiches and fantastic entrees, so, and then great desserts. So we've got a variety. We've got something for everybody, and just, just so everybody knows this, our beef is fresh, never frozen. Our chicken is fresh, never frozen. The food is super, super, super fresh. Tastes great. It's at a great value. So come, so come visit us at Shoney's. Shoney's. Please, yes. you'll love us. So, so when you do word association and yes. somebody says Shoney's, mm-hmm. the response probably isn't spinach and artichoke dip. Yes. <clears throat> very, very interesting challenge for you with a brand that's got 70-some years of recognition mm-hmm. and converting that and modernizing people's view of, of the concept, I think, is... is Probably something that's uh, that's very, very, very positively challenging for you. <clears throat> yes. So, um, so <clears throat> thanks. They, we love social media. I'll tell you that social media <laughs> is a great way to let the world know what you're doing, what mm-hmm. you're about, how you've changed, how you've evolved. You can use great pictures, which we, you know, which we do. So we, do, so social media is a huge part of our marketing strat- strategy. I can assure you, um, being involved in the community. Um, we like to do what we call experiential marketing, where we can take Shoney's out to the community. Mm-hmm. Like at our 5K, we've got our fabulous buffet, and we'll have some new items there where that people can sense. actually see it, taste it, touch it, and say, wow. Yes. You know, of course, we do some radio. We do TV. We do print, too. And we're always showcasing some of our newer items, things that maybe you don't think of when you think of Shoney's. Mm-hmm. Like from a dessert standpoint, we have this Christie's Apple Crisp. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. <laughs> Did you bring samples? I'm, you know what? I'm <laughs> mad at myself. I, you know, I'm, coming, I'm coming back whether you like it or not. And I'm bringing food because I want you to take it. We will like I would, that. I would love to do that. So please invite me back and I will do that. I should have, unfortunately, I was traveling. I was dro- I came back late last night again and I yes. should have. I should have planned better, but next time no. I will, I promise. Oh, I, I we heard it. Okay. It's, it's being recorded. The okay. way our hearts is through the stomach, that's okay, for sure. <laughs> Clearly the traveling has made you tired and very low energy. <laughs> <laughs> Love my Shoney's coffee. <laughs> Div- difficult to contain that enthusiasm, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> but it, it truly, I mean, when I say that I'm the chief brand, brand believer, that's my, my own title that I've given myself. But anyway, I truly am. I mean, it's, it truly is. It's a great brand. The people that I work with from David Davidpour, our CEO, um, on down, I work with a great team. You know, mm-hmm. one thing that we truly, we are a family. We yes. provide unwavering support. And when I say unwavering support, it truly is unwavering yep. support. Everybody has my, my my cell number, and they use it often. <laughs> and I'm glad they do because I yes. am here to – I mean, it's almost like I'm Mama Shoney's. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I've got my, my baby franchisees. And they're kind of babies. I mean, when, you know, they start off yeah. and they don't know a lot, and then we teach them more and we teach them more. And by the time their restaurant o- has opened, they've learned. I mean, they've gotten their – you know, their master's in restaurants. Absolutely. And, but but – but mm-hmm. we all they are, there's all there's always continuing education. Mm-hmm. There's uh you know we we will evaluate, you know where they are, how they're doing, what their sales are, what their food costs are, what their labor costs are, how we can help them yeah. make changes to increase sales and bring down costs so that they're going to make more money. So um Definitely. so the support really is you know in franchising that's what you want. You want that support. You want those proven mm-hmm. processes that we know work because we've been Most doing definitely. them. We've been 
we've started them seven years ago and we've evolved and made them better, you know, over time, over time. That's right. Truly ongoing tweaking and enhancement. Um, and I, I do want to let our listeners just know how to reach you. So I, I know all your franchisees know how to, but we're going to, we're going <laughs> to let our listeners know how to reach you as well. Um, but before that, I, I just want to kind of recap something you said there earlier in the, uh, when we first you know started speaking, uh, you said that that discovery process for someone who's considering becoming a franchisee really starts at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that, you know, just hearing the leadership's in place, the culture is in place, mm-hmm. the customer service is in place, I'm hearing ongoing education, mm-hmm. uh, ongoing continuous um I guess you might call it consulting or tweaking just to continue to fine-tune the business model at a franchisee level. Uh, you're right. That's what makes a successful franchise system. It really right? is. It really is. Uh, so with that being said, if someone wanted to reach you, how would they go about doing that? Thank you. So if you've, if you've always thought about it, even if you're not ready to make the plunge, if you've thought about it, reach out to me, please. So mm-hmm. you can um, email me, and it's Terry, T-E-R-R-I, dot Haroff, H-A-R-O-F, as in Frank, at Shoney's.com. You can call me. My office number is 404-601-2728. You can go to the Shoney's.com site and uh, click on the franchising, and there's a way to reach out to me right there where you just provide your inf- your name and your email address. We'll send you a franchise kit, and then I'll have your information as well. So lots of ways to reach out to me, um, and we would, we'd love to talk to anybody who's ever thought about being an owner and and, uh, and owning a restaurant and and my job is truly it's not sales my job is mm. is information provider mm. I will mm. provide you all of the information that you need to make a great decision and and the great decision may be you know what restaurants are not for me absolutely or you may say you know what wow Shoney's is a great it's a, it's a great concept I, I I believe in it I'm passionate about yep. it I would love to, to be to be involved but really it's got to be as I said at the very beginning of this of the show it's got to be a win-win it's got to be a win-for them absolutely and a win for us absolutely yeah are they a brand believer <laughs> they ha- you have to be you, you ha- have you know, to be whatever you whatever business anybody is considering getting into you've got to make sure you're passionate about it it's got to be mm-hmm. something that you love because mm-hmm. you know this is going to be something you're going to be you know a, a, a typical franchise agreement is for 20 years mm-hmm. so you're going to be doing this for for quite a while so it's got to be That's something right. that you're excited about something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and our brand you know what's kind of what's really cool about our brand is we are a legacy brand but we're a generational brand so we've got franchisees who've been with us for 50 years wow and now their kids are right are, are part of the brand sure that's a really cool quick story um manning south carolina generational franchisees uh-huh. the dad our, our da- the dad's been around you know forever and his son right. is now um a franchisee his son is uh, he coaches soccer in the community he's super super involved when he purchased this location it's an older location small town mm-hmm. first thing he did was he re-imaged it he added the bar, yeah. which when we first said that we wanted to, it's funny, when we first said we wanted to add a bar to Shoney's, our older franchisees were like, no, that's change. not Shoney's. Yeah. And change, change, yeah, change. Right. Well, then, you know, one thing we always say is numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this particular franchisee is up 7.5% year over year. Nice. Because of the, re- and that's, you know, you, you re-image, you add a bar, your, your sales are going to spike. Mm-hmm. But then they're going to level off, but they've leveled off at 7.5%, which that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So we've got some other franchisees who are now drinking the Kool-Aid. They're like, <laughs> hmm, I'm liking this 7.5% yeah. increase. And, yeah, I mean, obviously we can't guarantee that. 
but um, you know, we it's we're seeing we're seeing fantastic yeah. uh, numbers. And and that's how it works in, in franchise systems, right? You kind of have your pioneers within the system that mm-hmm. are willing to take and adopt maybe the new idea, right. pilot it, and then if all goes well, shroom. Sure. Exactly. Now, right. you'll never hear an accountant say numbers don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> John, what, what are you even doing in the studio? It's tax season. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's kind of boring in that office. You know, it's, it's just nice to be out here, out here with the people. But that, that kind of brings me to another question, though. Yeah. The, the difference or the ability to get input from your franchisees and how valuable is that and how do you how do you manage those expectations of somebody that maybe bought a franchise yesterday and then says, well, we think we should change this, 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 and this? So um, prior to them purchasing the franchise, one of the, one of the things, part of the processes that, we, that I put in place is I want potential franchisees to speak to franchisees. And the reason why I want that to happen is because the franchisees are going to tell you the good the bad and the ugly. And we want a potential franchisee to know the good, bad, and the ugly. Being in franchise development, we have something called an FDD, which is our franchise disclosure document. That's kind of our Bible, and that's kind of the things that I'm allowed to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people will say, you know, how much money can I make? And I'm like, well, that's a really good question. I'm going to let you talk to your franchisee, and he can tell you, you know, he can share that information. <laughs> that's right. But you want, you know, you I, and I, and part of the process is a discovery day. So a franchisee candidate will come to Atlanta or Nashville or, matter of fact, Henrietta, Oklahoma, our newest franchisee, Doug and Nancy Wadley, yay, um, <laughs> they've been going to our our store in Branson, Missouri for 20 years and they love that store and they just they can absolutely see that exact type of restaurant in their market smaller uh-huh. market he's a he's a franchisee with a pizza He's been a franchisee for pizza for the last 15 years. Okay. But he's more excited about Shoney's, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so he's, I mean, he's, so he's, so we actually met there is what my story was. So, you know, we'll meet at, at whatever. We'll bring in franchisees for them to talk to because yes. that's, you know, that's just part of the process. And you want to get as much information as you possibly um, can to make sure that, that this is a great decision for you. Yeah, the validation step. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as far as making changes, John, because that was that was the second part of your question, right. um, we absolutely love input. But when you're part of a franchise, we have recipes, we have a distributor. This is where you buy your food. Mm-hmm. Um, if you now we we do have some flexibility. Like I said, we want to go international. Mm-hmm. There are different tastes around the world. I've actually got a group that I'm working on a deal with right now in India, and mm-hmm. so the flavor profile we have here in the U.S. is going to be different than what we have in in India. Okay. Our executive chef though works with their team to develop a cohesive precise menu that we can then roll out and wherever they go in india they'll be having the same experience there There. that Mm -hmm. they're having here that makes so we do we we have a franchise uh, fact meetings quarterly franchise action committee meetings where we absolutely want input from our franchisees because they're in the they're out they're in the trenches every day (laughs) they you know they're going to have great ideas and we want to hear them and so collaboration is so key to a great franchise and we absolutely love collaboration and, and, and getting input from our franchisees, but they can't just do something on their own and try something else out without, you know, without the approval of, of, 
of the franchise. Sure. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, and I definitely want to, um, cause I know one of your strategies is you are, you know, you said the, you know, the there, the here, and then tomorrow is to take advantage of social media. Mm-hmm. So I want to learn a little bit more. I do too. I'm about, so glad you guys are here. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and, um, our, our other guests here, cause we, we do want to learn a little bit more about social media, not only for Shoney's, but for, for many of the franchises that are out there. Uh, Mike, welcome to the studio on Franchise Business Radio. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to, to share and, and enjoy it. I've got my own Shoney story as well. And so, <laughs> so it was good to hear everybody else does. So <laughs> Everybody does have a story, does, right? Uh, Mike, I, I just want to share a little bit about your background, and then we're going to dive into how can you help us with all this. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with the social media world, and I, I'm really looking forward to learn a little bit more. But uh, Mike Medell, uh, you obviously come to us um, here in the studio as the general manager of Social Joey, a social media marketing company based just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. We've got a little Tennessee thing going on here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you began your career in marketing with your family's construction business during college and since then have been working in this space uh, ever since. Uh, you were recruited by Social Joey's team during the development stage of the company due to your success and expertise in targeted advertising through social media. And since then, have worked to develop the processes, uh, the software, and the, currently um, you run the day-to-day operations. Um, so the inception of Social Joey was in 2015. Mm-hmm. And it has now grown to be one of the largest social media marketing firms in Tennessee. And in addition to that, you are a certified supplier of the International Franchise Association, uh, obviously because of the work that you've done with franchise companies all over the U.S. Um, and j- real quick there, what does that mean? I mean, tell me a little about Yeah, so, about so when, when you join IFA as a supplier, there's a, a process that you have to go through. They go through um, just various financial records. They look at your processes, look at what you're doing. They look at the background of um, for us because we were still so new when we joined okay. uh, they actually looked at the background of um, of our founders and what they had done in their past and uh, things like that because you know IFA is really good about protecting brands right they're really good about protecting uh, Shoney's for example right to, to make sure if they're going to yep. put a supplier to the table it's going to be somebody that they know they can trust so and um, I just want to share a little bit more because I know that you're the director of marketing for the Teachers Credit Union, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, also implemented a social media marketing program there and accounted for over $50 million in new mortgage loans in six months and a 50% increase in direct deposit memberships. And what that's telling me is that it works. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's really the thing that brought me to Social Joey, right? Because okay. um, the, the my home office uh, was just down the road, actually, from where our offices are now. Um, and a couple of our partners um, were members uh, of the credit union and saw what was happening. Um, but we put $150 behind a Facebook ad and got mm. $50 million in home loans. And it, it's one of wow. those things where, you know, and, and we'll talk about this more, I, I'm sure, as we go, but the, the information that's sitting out there, the data that Facebook has on every consumer, um, every potential franchisee mm-hmm. even um, on that side of things. There, there's just so much data out there, and Facebook's just offering to hand it to you, and, and uh, people that aren't taking advantage of it are falling behind quicker and quicker. Um, and, and it's because, you know, you can go out and just handpick. I want this type of a person, and, and it's just so powerful um, and, and low cost still. Uh, still, right. Yeah. And and um, and that kind of brings up a really inter- interesting question. So what is the average franchisor or franchisee that's actually doing 
something on social media? What yeah. are they doing? Yeah, yeah. It's really right now, as funny as it is, it's kind of all over the board. Okay. Um, uh, you know, uh, when we think of social media, we've all had Facebook, you know, for 10 years, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when I log in, it's, it's so funny. I still use my college email address, right? Because you had to be a college <laughs> student when, when I started on Facebook. And so for, for so many of us personally, it's still intuitive, right? Mm-hmm. We use Facebook every day. We log into Twitter all the time. You know, uh, the first thing we do when we wake up is pick up our phones and, you know, what's new on Instagram, right? And, right. And, and so the problem with businesses is is they they've been so scared, especially the franchise, I think, because they want to protect their brand, which is completely understandable. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. but Facebook has really begun forcing the hand of a lot of these businesses. Um, a lot of people don't realize it, but like uh, if you have a brick and mortar location, Facebook confirms that with either a local chamber of commerce or a local business directory. They immediately set up a Facebook page for that business yes. without your consent. You don't have to tell them to do that. Um, but they're there and people can leave reviews and comment and take pictures of the food or, you know, whatever. Whatever, whatever right. your business is doing. Um, and, and a lot of franchises have, have failed to go out and claim those. And so people are talking about their brand all over Facebook right. or all over Twitter and, and all these different places, and, and they're not there to respond. And, and so that's a gap that when we launched Social Joey, we said we think we can help fill this gap and really help franchises um, not only protect their brand across social media, but actually take advantage. You know, one thing you said is business is local, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the, the heart of Facebook, right, is I don't – I mean, I, I like that Shoney has a corporate Facebook page, but my experience is with my local Shoney's. I yes, want to talk to, you know, uh, it, it's funny. We My, my grandparents, my, my Shoney's story to, to divert, I guess. Um, my grandparents have a cabin in Crossville, Tennessee, just south, uh, south, I guess, west of or southeast of Nashville. Um, and that was like our Sunday morning tradition. We'd go up there and fish <laughs> on their lake. Mm-hmm. And every Sunday morning we would get up and that was the thing we got to do is go to Shoney's for Sunday morning breakfast. Oh, yeah. um, and, and like, you know, we would know our waitress by name. They would know our order when we walked in because we <laughs> went every, it was like an every Sunday thing. And, um, you know, those are the people that I want to connect with. Right. And and that's what Facebook's about. It's not about, you know, uh, people think about it wrong a lot, right? They think, oh, Facebook's out here as the new advertising platform for my brand. Well, Facebook doesn't believe that Facebook believes they're there for their consumers. They want their Mm -hmm. network to be cool. And so you, you have to treat it as if even I'm a business, I'm still local. I'm still a person in my community that needs to connect locally. So, so yeah, so it's it's kind of all over the board right now. But the the big thing that that we're seeing trending is you know a lot of places will have that corporate presence. Um, several people have moved to Facebook locations and and actually claim some of the pages. But um, but but it's still um, I come across franchises every day that you know the guy in California is doing his thing, the guy in Maine's doing his thing, and um, and they have no control over things. And that's a piece where we really believe that we can help bring some some unity to the brand and uh, some consistent messaging. So. I've seen that too, and you're bringing up. Uh, a really good point. I, I think there's so much out there that they they don't know how to manage to it or how to how to control it. And you're right, just generally speaking in the franchise world, you know, it's all about protecting the brand and having consistency in place. And, you know, that's what we say franchising is all about. Um, so what advice, I guess, based upon that, you know, what advice do you give your clients, you know, especially like a new franchisor? What would you yeah. tell a new franchisor who's on the front end of this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, bigger franchises have a harder problem if, if they haven't tackled this yet, right? Because they've got to talk to, you know, 1,500 people. Um, if you're a new franchise, you have a real opportunity to, to gain an edge in the market because you can go ahead and what, what we 
I guess the the term in the industry is hyper-localize, right? Hyper-localize your marketing by going out and actually speaking to your local audience from those local pages because there's things that happen in Nashville, like the run, Mm -hmm. that's important in Nashville and the surrounding community that really doesn't matter as much in California. What matters in California is what's happening with the franchisees in California or in Oklahoma, right? And and so it's important for those pages to be interacting with their local communities. And Facebook has actually begun to enforce this through their algorithms. And that's what a lot of people don't get is – uh, if you advertise from corporate, um, right. your reach is not as good as if you do it locally from those local pages. Mm. Um, and that's because of the way Facebook's looking at your ads and looking at your content is saying, is this relevant to an audience who's physically going to walk into the address of this particular location? Okay. Um, and so they optimize content and optimize ads based on those, those specific things. And so if you're a new franchisee, the best thing you can do is start now claim every single location, physical brick-and-mortar location you've got of your franchise and, and empower in some way either those franchisees to share local stories or set up some processes at corporate. Um, you know, we would also say maybe outsource to a company that can help you with that. But, uh, uh, yes. But, uh, got any good, yeah, idea, yeah. good ideas on companies with the call? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, that, that would be my advice because the thing we've seen for, for really the past five, seven years from Facebook and Google, every day it's becoming more hyper-localized. Uh, uh, there's a reason that maps are now the first thing you see when, when you Google yes. something, right? right? Google wants everything to be local. Facebook is making that same change and saying everything is, is going more hyper-localized every day, and that's where they want you to be communicating with your customers as a franchise. So. Now, what about the the opposite of that as far as quality or maybe content control yeah. and managing potentially some rogue owners um, and I had a concept I was working with where one of the one of the franchisees went very much exotically over the edge <laughs> with his his Facebook page and presence, right? And um, is is there a system or method for a franchisor to control the? F- the, the actions of the franchisees? Yeah, yeah. So, so one of the things we mentioned a second ago was Facebook locations. That's a way that you can actually gain control of every single location of your brand. It pulls into what's called Facebook Business Manager, which is a tool where you can list every location uh, of your brand and have access to those individual Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to content creation, that's where you know it gets a little more tricky because you, you mm-hmm. don't want to stifle that, mm-hmm. but typically corporate offices don't have enough people to filter, hey, I just got 47 photos from all over the country and I need to make sure they're okay and we have consents if there's mm-hmm. children's in them and and all these different things and so um you know that that's uh, again <laughs> i feel like we keep going back to the, one of the reasons people choose to outsource that is because it, it's almost impossible right. to, sure. to to manage that um and, and there are tons of different systems you know if you have the staff at corporate there there are systems like uh, sprout social and hootsuite where you can control those things internally right. um, th- there's other companies that, that move in the franchise space that have built systems specifically for franchise groups to be able to say you know I don't care if a franchisee wants to post something. We just want somebody to see it before it goes live. And there's systems where, you know, they can create it, and then somebody's just got to click a checkbox and say, yeah, that's fine, and it'll post for them. Right. Um, So there's all kinds of different platforms and things like that 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 help with the content side of things. Um, But but ultimately, you know, the job of the – the, the job of the corporate office should be to say, the franchisor should be to say, we want to empower you to get more local traffic in your door. Um, mm-hmm. and, and social media is an incredible way to do that. And, and so there's systems in place. It's just a matter of taking the time because it takes time to set up, right? I mean, oh, sure. you're not talking Absolutely. about an easy process. It takes time to do that. Um, but but the thing we're seeing, especially as millennials become the primary uh, dollar holder in the United States, uh-huh. is you better be there because if you're not, you're going to get left behind really, really, behind. really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, to, uh, so kind of speak to tracking then. So someone yeah. ha- 
how, I mean, how do I know what I'm doing is working? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's some really cool tools that are coming out right now. Um, and Facebook's really developed some incredible things. I know we keep harping on that, but they're kind of the, the big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but one of the things, you, you had mentioned a minute ago that, that you guys do some limited time offers, right? Mm-hmm. And you're looking at that. Well, Facebook actually has a ad, um, ad type now where you can actually track through your point of sale system, hey, I want to put $100 behind this product and see how much money comes into my, my actual store from that. It actually ties a barcode directly into your point of sale system so you can track your actual dollar return on investment. Other than that, it's still a lot of the, the, the similar old things, right? You want to make sure you're getting website traffic if that's your goal. You mm-hmm. want to make sure you're getting engagement from your fans. You want to make sure that your posts are actually going out to people. And that, that's yeah. one of the things people forget to look at is, are my posts actually reaching the people? They just assume, oh, I posted something and have 10,000 fans on my Facebook page. 10,000 people saw it. Well, it doesn't work that way anymore. And okay. a lot of people forget that, um, you know, you have to be watching those metrics because just because you think you're doing it right doesn't necessarily mean that Facebook agrees. Um, one of the one of the stories Ken and I always tell um, when we're when we're talking with franchisees is you've really got to think about Facebook um, like renting a house, right? If you mm-hmm. buy a house, you can go in and tear down walls and paint the walls and do whatever you want, right? right? If you if you rent a house and you go in and tear down walls, you're probably going to uh, number one end up having to pay somebody a lot of money um, to mm-hmm. because you know it's not your house. You don't get to make those rules. Well, Facebook looks at every piece of content that you publish and decides whether or not they want to show it to people who like your page. It doesn't Mm. just mean that it's going to go to everybody. So Facebook is looking at every post you send out and saying, do we actually think this is interesting enough to show to these people above the picture of their grandkid or above the picture of their friends on the beach? And so uh, Facebook said um, at their last last conference that the average person has about 20,000 Facebook posts that Facebook sorts through a day to decide 200 pieces of content that they're actually going to serve to somebody so really so how, yeah I mean I and no so it's like, about that how do you how do you make your business show up in the 200 and, and Facebook has a great program if you've never looked into it and and you're a marketing person uh, Facebook blueprint okay. and it will actually walk you through what Facebook is expecting from businesses what does it look like to, to actually post the right way what does it look like to build ads that are going to convert ads that are going to show okay. um, you know best cost per click things like that and Generally, the rule is, is what we call 70-20-10, about 70% uh, what we call educational content. It's things that aren't a direct ask for a sell, mm. but have to do with, with the, the mission of your brand, the heart of your brand, what you're trying to promote. Yes. Uh, 20% is that, that thing that makes it not robotic, right? The pictures and the selfies. And here's okay. our awesome customer that comes in every Sunday because the, he's at his you know grandparents' cabin fishing on the lake, and this is his <laughs> reward to get it to eat at Shoney's on Sunday, right? <laughs> That's the 20%. And then 10%, you can ask for that sale, you know, come in and try this or that or whatever. And that's really where your ad dollars come into play, right? Is, is right. that 10%. Um, and a lot of times businesses do it the opposite way. They promote, 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 promote. Um, and, and I always reference people back to the movie that they made about the creation of mm. Facebook, the social network, right? Mark Zuckerberg through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I hate ads. I hate ads. I hate ads. I hate ads. Okay. We well, figured out he could make money off of them. And he's like, eh, I don't hate him as much as yeah. I thought I did anymore. <laughs> but, but, but still in his mind, he's saying, this is not an advertising platform. This is about people getting the information that they care about and want to read and want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a business, we have to play to what Facebook is telling us. This is how you actually post the right mix of content for it to be seen by the most amount of people every day. So um, that's that's kind of the, I guess, at a 10,000 foot level, um, mm-hmm. the idea. So does Social Joey then, do you come in and map out this strategy? Because as much as it makes sense to me when you're telling me this. Right. <laughs> the how-to is... Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's exactly what we saw in the marketplace, uh-huh. right? Because because it, it's impossible. I mean, if you tried to post for however many locations you guys actually have right now, I mean, it would be impossible if you tried to do that yourself. And and it would content strategy. You can develop Shoney's content strategy, but actually deploying that at a local level is what gets really really difficult. Sure. Um, and so that's what really Social Joey was designed to do. Because you know PR firms have been doing this for companies for years, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're writing huge checks to PR firms mm-hmm. because they're charging a lot of money because they've got, you know, five people that are on salary making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, and then they're hiring ad people to set up ads and, and all this. And we said, well, if we could find writers and graphic designers who have expertise in industry um, and can write specific content and understand content strategy for brands, but okay. offer that at a lower price point, um, you know, we can not just take care of the corporate brand messaging. We can actually do this for every local franchisee, giving them a hyper-local presence, setting up localized ads, but not charge an arm and a leg to be able to do it. And and so that's really been our specialty in the marketplace is not just let's create a corporate brand strategy. It's more of let's put the boots on the ground and actually post in in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and in Tennessee and in California and in Maine and get local people engaged with this brand. Uh, People that are actually going to walk in the door and spend money and then show you, hey, Oklahoma spent $25 on Facebook ads and people came in and spent $3,000 because of that $25 in ads. And, you know, in, in looking at that at each location to see, where is my dollar going to be spent best um, advertising? So, so okay. How I, I'm I'm already sold. I'm I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're not trying to do that, but I am. But I am in. Um, so how, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that, Michael? Yeah, yeah. probably the easiest way is email. Um, it's Mike, uh, M-I-K-E, at socialjoey.com, S-O-C-I-A-L-J-O-E-Y.com. Uh, you can check out our website. It's got some great information about some of the things we've talked about today. Um, and uh, there's a contact form on there if you just wanted to fill that out, too. Um, or if you wanted to call our offices, it's uh, area code 423 um, and then uh, we would have, you know, various people that would answer the phone there. Sure, but, uh, sure. But yeah, if, if you wanted to talk to me directly about any of it, it would be Mike at Social Joey. So. Mike at Social Joey. And I, real quick, the name Social Joey, there's got to yeah. be a story behind <laughs> it. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I wish I had a, as cool of a story as, uh, as as your title, Chief Brand Believer. But, <laughs> but no, uh, our, our CEO's son is named Joe. Um, and so I think that probably had a little bit to do with it. But sure. we, we knew we wanted to do something where we could have a mask. Scott, and we like the idea of the kangaroo because we have little catchphrases, get your social media hopping, or we call like our little, um, our little, uh, what we call like the bullpen area, we call it our pouch, the, the pouch of the kangaroo or whatever. And so, so uh, just some fun little play things off that. Sure. And it's, it's great for marketing, you know, just a fun little character and things. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's probably catchy. has something to do with, yeah. with our, our CEO's sure. son. But, um, but yeah, the name was picked before I got there. So I don't, I don't exactly know <laughs> where they came up with it. Well, admittedly, so it's memorable, right? That's right. That's what's Joey, important. And that's what's really important. <laughs> and uh, real quick, though, could, would you give your phone number again? Just yeah, yeah. To, it's area code 423-702-4667. Excellent. Thank you so much. And uh, a lot of great advice and wisdom there uh, in this crazy world of social media that we're all trying to navigate. <laughs> well, John, well, I mean, uh, once again, awesome show, incredible guest in, in the studio. I always walk away with the learning nugget, and that's why I enjoy um, – 
doing the show, the Franchise Business Radio show. Uh, but I know this is tax season, so I'm still trying to figure out how we got you in the studio. <laughs> well, I mean, there are 24 hours in a day, right? And, you know, I like to say I'm out there meeting people while their other, other accountants are sitting in their office working. So while you're in there slaving to your computer... I'm meeting your clients, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a team of people who work with you. And there you go. You, yeah, so. no, no, no question about that. I did have a referral that I did not send to you, Terry. Um, he came in. He was thinking about starting a restaurant. And I asked him why, and he said because he was tired of working so hard. Uh, and thank I said, you. No, thank he probably, you. probably yeah. doesn't belong in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to be what we call a ninety-day wonder. Right. <laughs> He's going to go work for ninety days and wonder what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but so, anyway, so we won't be sending to him uh, to you. <laughs> John, anything else new in your world? But, you know, like I said, we continue to work with people, you know, from the idea stage to the implementation to the success planning and then to the ultimate legacy or empire building, depending upon what your taste is. Mm-hmm. Some people like to build a legacy and others like to build an empire. So I like to build both. Both, both. <laughs> yes. yeah, well, that's that's what works thing. for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, you know, that's what we're doing one, one, one client at a time as they come in with ideas and we try to figure out a way to make it work manageable and profitable excellent well excellent and um, John John has been obviously a, a guest co-host um, on the past several franchise business radio shows and always has a, a ton of knowledge and wisdom um, uh, to contribute um, I also just want to say as we wrap up uh, you know I, I know a lot's not only happening in the tax world but in the franchise world um, all the franchisors are getting their 2017 FDDs their mm-hmm. franchise disclosure yeah. documents Correct. out so uh, no way were we going to get a franchise attorney in the studio <laughs> <laughs> this is their this is their That's peak true. season right uh, but um, again just let's if we could do this um, I just want to say thanks to everyone for being on the show this is Pam Pamela Curry, I am the host of uh, Franchise Business Radio, and of equal importance, uh, my my business is Franchise Intellect, uh, Knowledgeable Business Advisors, and specifically what we do is we work with individuals that are considering franchise ownership and um, help you navigate these waters um, of actually finding the right franchise that is a good fit and a a win-win for both parties, as we've already talked about. Uh, So thanks, and I hope everyone has a great afternoon. Shout out to all of our listeners. All right. Thank you. Thank you again for joining Pam Curie and her guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show.